Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 66, and this is God's Big Story. Season 2! It's a story! It's big! Never boring! No way! For his glory! Always! It's God's Big Story! So welcome back, boys and girls. It is week 14. We've spent almost four weeks in Isaiah, and well, we've got another maybe three weeks to go. So let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. Gosh, Dave, another three weeks, huh? Well, they don't call these the major prophets for nothing, huh? No, they do not. Now, boys and girls, if you're listening to these episodes as they come out... Oh, how do you mean, Dave? Well, today's episode will come out on April 4th, 2022. So, if you're listening to this on April 4th, 2022, well, then you are completely up to date. And that means that next week is a week that we sometimes call Holy Week, the week that runs up to Easter Sunday. Oh, I see. Now, we are actually going to take a week off next week for a couple of reasons. Firstly... Marvin is quite tired. 14 weeks is a lot of podcasting for a little cow, and so he needs a bit of a break. Yeah, it's true. You've probably noticed, boys and girls, my moo sounds somewhat weaker than usual. Yep, and the second reason is, well, we thought at this very special time of year, it might be good to take a short break from Isaiah and spend a week reading and remembering the Easter story in the New Testament. Oh, yeah, yeah, like we did in season one, huh? Exactly, Marvin. So next week, there'll be no new Season 2 episodes. But if you'd like to go back to Season 1 and listen as we read the story of that Easter week, well, there are 12 episodes that tell that story. It begins with day number 218. That's where you'll find the story of Jesus entering Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. And it goes right through to day 228, the tells of Jesus' death. And then day 229 is Easter Sunday, the resurrection. Oh, okay. Yeah, got it. Now, of course, if you're not quite up to date and you're a week or a few weeks or even a few years behind this, well, then you won't have to pause at all. And unless something has gone very wrong, week 15 of season two is already right there waiting for you. But enough of that, Marvin. It's Monday. Let's do some racing. It's Monday, it's Monday, it's Bible Racing Monday. Where's that verse? What's that word? Find it fast and beat the herd. It's Monday, it's Monday, it's Bible Racing Monday. Okay, boys and girls, for the first time in five weeks, there's a name that's not a Stoltfus on the leaderboard. So congratulations to Miss Erin Burns from County Down in Northern Ireland. She found Genesis 15.9 in just 9.6 seconds. Well done, Erin. Any sub-10 second time is impressive. But if your time was faster, well, let us know and claim your spot on that leaderboard. Yeah, via Facebook, via woodendonkey.org, stupid name, or email us at youth at edengrove.org. That's it. Thanks, Marv. Okay, so, well, where are we racing to today? Okay, Dave, well, we're going back to the New Testament, and today this one's for Benjamin. We're going to find the only verse in the New Testament that mentions a wolf. Oh, I know that one, Marv. That's John chapter 10, verse 12. Yeah, it's a happy story about a wolf getting a free meal. Okay, so John chapter 10, verse 12. Got it. Okay, Dave. Stopwatch is ready. Yep, my Bible's ready, Marv. Okay, John chapter 10, verse 12. Find it in three, two, one, go. 
Mark Luke. Almost there. John chapter 6. John chapter 10, verse 12. He! Okay, not too bad. How did you do, Marv? Well, Dave, you found it in 12.26 seconds. Oh, I thought I might have squeezed in under 10. But there you go, boys and girls. You know what to do. Send in your times and we'll see who was the quickest. But, Marvin, time for us to get back to Isaiah. Oh, yeah, I'm ready, Dave. Okay, so last week, Charlotte read to us as Isaiah told the story of Jerusalem, of Sennacherib, of Hezekiah, of a bunch of stuff that was happening. Well, yeah, sure thing. Okay, so that brought us to chapter 39. And in those first 39 chapters, Isaiah warned the people what was going to happen. The Assyrians would sweep through the nation, although God would protect Jerusalem from them. But then later, the Babylonians would come and they would completely conquer Judah. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, when we get to chapter 40, suddenly... 150 years or more have passed, and everything that Isaiah said was going to happen had happened. From chapter 40 onwards, we're reading a message to the people of Judah that comes after they've been conquered by the Babylonians. Oh, wow. So is Isaiah just super duper old now? Well, no. At this stage, Isaiah is long since dead. Oh, say what? But if he's dead, Dave, then how did he write this part of the book? Well, some people think that God gave Isaiah this vision for the future, and so he wrote these messages down that would be for the people years and years and years after he died. Oh, okay. And then some other people think that there were disciples of Isaiah that followed on after him, and they took Isaiah's messages of judgment and of hope, and with God's guidance, they applied them to the situation that the people of Judah were now in. They put together these final 27 chapters of this book, kind of Isaiah part 2, or the sequel. Oh. But whether Isaiah wrote every word of this book himself, or whether some of his godly disciples continued and completed Isaiah's message, well, it's not super important, because either way, this is, of course, God's word, more than it is Isaiah or anyone else's word. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Okay, so today's reading is for the people after the Babylonians have conquered them, huh? Yep, that's right. But today, God is announcing that the time of their punishment is coming to an end. Today is all about good news. Oh, great. Great. Okay, well, what are we listening for? Okay, so the first question is, what is the message that is given for the towns of Judah? Oh, okay. And then secondly... What does the passage say will happen even to the young people? Okay, so what's the message for the towns of Judah? And then what will happen even to the young people? Got it. Okay, great. Well, who's reading today, Dave? Well, Marvin, actually, I got a bit behind this week planning out our readings, which meant I didn't have time to get one of our readers to come in. So I was wondering, would you like to read today's reading? Oh, you bet I would, Dave. Yeah, just... Point my little snout in the right direction. Okay, well, today we're actually going to read three sections from chapter 40, verse 1 to 5, verses 9 to 11, and then verses 25 to 31. Okay, great. Well, give me that reverb, Dave. Oh, this again? Do I have to? Well, if you want me to read, you do. Fine. Okay, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, your reader for today, Marvin the Cow. Hi, everyone. So... Today we'll be reading three sections from Isaiah chapter 40, verse 1 to 5, verse 9 to 11, and then verse 25 to 31. Okay, so beginning at verse 1. Comfort my people, says your God. Comfort them. Speak tenderly to the people of Jerusalem. Announce to them 
that their hard labor has been completed. Tell them that their sin has been paid for. Tell them the Lord has punished them enough for all their sins. A messenger is calling out in the desert, Prepare the way for the Lord. Make a straight road through it for our God. Every valley will be filled in. Every mountain and hill will be made level. The rough ground will be smoothed out. The rocky places will be made flat. Then the glory of the Lord will appear, and everyone will see it together. The Lord has spoken. And then, moving on to verse 9, it says, Zion, you are bringing good news to your people. Go up on a high mountain and announce it. Jerusalem, you are bringing good news to them. Shout the message loudly. Shout it loud. Don't be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, Your God is coming. The Lord and King is coming with power. He rules with a powerful arm. He has set his people free. He is bringing them back as his reward. He has won the battle over their enemies. He takes great care of his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms. He carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have little ones. And then, moving on to verse 25, it says, So, who will you compare with me? Who is equal to me, says the Holy One? Look up toward the sky. Who created everything you see? The Lord causes the stars to come out at night one by one. He calls out each one of them by name. His power and strength are great, so none of the stars is missing. Family of Jacob, why do you complain? The Lord doesn't notice our condition. People of Israel, why do you say our God doesn't pay any attention to our rightful claims? Don't you know who made everything? Haven't you heard about him? The Lord is the God who lives forever. He created everything on earth. He won't become worn out or get tired. No one will ever know how great his understanding is. He gives strength to those who are tired. He gives power to those who are weak. Even young people become worn out and get tired. Even the best of them trip and fall. But those who trust in the Lord will receive new strength. They will fly as high as eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not grow weak. Okay, good work. Thank you, Marvin. Yeah, no problem, Dave. So, were you able to pick out those answers as you read? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. So, the message for the towns of Judah, and let me see, where was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was, your God is coming. Yep, good work, that's right. And then what will happen even to the young people? Oh, they will get worn out and tired, Dave. That's right. Yep, the people had suffered much at the hands of the Babylonians. But God is announcing the good news that the time of their punishment was coming to an end. Their God was coming to gather them up once more, to look after them like a shepherd looks after his sheep, to bring them home to a new kingdom. And so he calls them to remember who he is, the creator God who put the stars up in the sky. If they put their trust in him, he will not let them down. He will give them the strength and the power they need. They will not get worn out like we all do when we rely on our own power, because their power and strength will come from him. Oh yeah, lots of good news today, Dave. Yep, 
And imagine hearing that if you were one of the people of Judah that had been captured and dragged away from your homeland to a new foreign land. Many of them were thinking God had forgotten them, that he no longer cared what happened to them. But then you hear this message of hope. The Almighty God has not forgotten, and he is coming to rescue his people. Yeah, that would sure get you mooing, huh, Dave? Well, if I was a mooer, I think it would, for sure, Marvin. God does not forget. He didn't forget the people of Judah. He doesn't forget us. And once more, we proclaim that our God is coming. Boys and girls, sometimes when bad things happen, we might think, God, where are you? Have you forgotten me? Do you not care? But like the people of Judah, we need to look up at the stars and remember who he is, our good shepherd, the God who never forgets, the God who will help us and give us the strength we need. So today, let's thank him that we are not forgotten by him, not for one single second, not ever. Yeah, amen, Dave. And well, that's it for today, boys and girls. I hope your Monday was, is, or will be wonderful. And we will see you tomorrow to go a little bit further in the book of Isaiah. Okay, great. Well, bye, everyone. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org.